4: It's the best of two pros and a couple Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
3: So it is Combine Week in the NFL. Um, Mike Florio's bitching, apparently, because uh, some of these prospects are having to fly in the middle seat and not in first class uh, to go out there. Uh, so there's that fun storyline. And then there's also the...
2: Uh, go figure. Yeah. The games of the Combine are already being played. The mental there with these oh, guys. Is that man. intentional? Oh, yeah, it's intentional. <laughs> you don't think... I, here's, the, here's the thing is, every single thing you do while you're in Indianapolis is being evaluated. I mean, it's gotten to the point now where like there's almost agents and people trying to like set up acts of goodwill uh, like out, outward and openly in the public or trying to film it just to make sure it goes viral to make the guy's character, you know, all that stuff. I mean, it, it's all a show. The entire thing is a production on both sides of it. From the player, what they do or don't do, from the uh, teams and how they, you know, try to put pressure on the player nowadays, whether it's stuff like this, the middle seat, calling your room in the middle of the night, um, all of it, the interviews, there it's all a test to see how you're going to react, see how you're going to handle pressure, try to catch you off guard, and try to, you know, get you to show your true colors, because all these prospects are so well prepared now for the entire process of the combine that it almost kind of takes away from what the original intent was.
0: Mm. There's a lot to it, man. I mean, they go as far back to talk to your grade school teachers or grade school principals if they can. Like, it's they're they're collecting the information on if they're going to make. I mean, what other gig do you? Step in and the first day you're making the type of money. I mean, you're talking draft pick guys. What, what other job do you just step in and you're making millions of dollars and your employer is paying it to you? So they, they want to know what type of person you are. It, it definitely are mind games. I, I can recall the scheduling of certain things that you had to do. And it was like, why can't we just can't, can't we sleep? Like, all right, you want the first sample of the day. Like, all right, like, and this is your time to give the sample. It'd be like 3, three four in the morning, you know? And it's like 3, 4 in the morning, then you want us to get up. And I, I, I think the combine has since changed uh, from what I gather. But, I mean, you do a ton of of things, at least when I went through the the amount of physical scrutiny on the poking the prodding the pulling all of the x-rays and 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 it, it was it was wild man it was it was a wild deal and then oh yeah you got to be alert enough to go in there and take tests you got to be alert enough to to meet with the coaching staff and sit down with numerous staffs and uh, owner ownership groups um, it's 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 uh, it's pretty intense. And, and if it starts with where you're at on 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 the plane, I would just say your focus needs to be where it needs to be, because it's the biggest job interview that to date that they're going to be a part of. Probably right. be the last thing on my mind is what seat I was sitting in hitting to the combine.
3: Like uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., so he's not doing any of the drills. He's not doing it, and he's, he's been working out in Columbus, and it's like for him oh, there there's no there's no I point know. right like he's he's going to be a, what a top 3 top 4 pick most likely so for him what's really the point of going to the combine like when all of his stuff is on tape you've seen him in the biggest games you've seen how great he was in those games so what would be the point for him to really even need well, to be the, there the,
2: the real point of why the combines there for medicals I mean, you get your medical and your interview evaluations. Like, that was the origin of the combine. They needed one central place where you could go and get medical information on guys you're about ready to invest, um, you know, millions of dollars into. It's kind of funny when you compare it to the college level because there's none of that, you know. You could sign a player that needs surgery or gets surgery and be completely unaware of it because there's not a physical taken beforehand. So just to contrast the two, if you look at how long we've had the combine and why we have it, it's because you want to make sure that you will understand the player you're taking and the, the injury history that he's got and where he's, where his body's at at this point. So that's the biggest reason for it. The second is the interview. You want to know the type of person and player you're getting So whether it's through different cognitive tests and and things of that nature or through the kind of speed dating sessions of interviewing with different teams or or it's just the casual conversations you'll have down at the train station, they call it. There's kind of a breakout space of assistant coaches sometimes and scouts that you'll just be talking to casually all of that you know, really is the reason why you go. Uh, And you'll see all these guys go, even Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, they're not throwing, right? But they will be uh, talking and interviewing while they're there with teams because that's just a part of the process.
3: Well, listen, uh, I know some of the questions that have been asked. um, Like, LaVar, you bring up the point that they go all the way back to grade school teachers. Like, what could you possibly get from a grade school teacher that would be at all – beneficial to you to find out about a player you were gonna draft I mean
0: it could be a baseline of behavior I mean that's what that's what I I would have s- assumed it was for
3: I mean kids are eating glue and boogers at that age like what the, what the hell girls. is that
0: I mean like what what is it and you might be an adult still eating glue and boogers well, I mean you know, I would hope that I mean, not. Not. knows you know <laughs>
3: What does LeBron James have to do with that? Some little kid's voice. Uh, Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) I'm just saying. He's
3: grown up now, but he might have been eating boogers at the time. By the way, speaking of old, that kid's older than that Gautier song. Mm. How how old is that clip from the LeBron James? That's got to be 10 years old. It's pretty yeah, old. Yeah, I'm sure. That kid's 35 adult. now. Probably. Um, yeah, I just, like, some of the... Who was the prospect who they asked him? I think it was... Uh, it About was, his uh, mom, Dez well, no. Bryant. Well, it was Des Bryant They asked if
0: uh, she was still a hooker, right? They <laughs> asked that. Jeez. I mean... That is how they said it, though. That's <laughs> how they reported it.
3: Was it Jeff Ireland how, who did it?
0: Uh, how do you subtly segue into that? Des so, uh, Dez, um, yeah, I'm not going to touch that. Uh, I don't <laughs> it's know. It's just... I really don't
3: know. Uh, but there was a prospect, an O-lineman, who the video got out. I didn't even know how the video got out, but they asked him, like, if you could if you could change one thing about you, what would it be? And he said, you know, a bigger you-know-what, and was dead serious. And the people in the room were like, what? And he just started laughing. And <laughs> you look it up. There's an offensive lineman who got drafted? And he was g- dead well, why serious. Why you say his
2: name? I mean, I don't. You know I, don't this. I don't.
3: remember his name. I just mm-hmm. remembered it. it was. It was like an offensive lineman, um, and that was his. That was his response. Which is okay, fair. Can,
2: can I make this observation about you, Jonas? What's that? Your two biggest takeaways from the combine in recent years from working with you oh, are right. related to that. Mm-hmm. That comment about yep. some dude talking about his junk, and, and then the Chris Jones. Jones oh, first dash. of all,
3: it was a Trey Adams. Okay. Look, look that up. All right, Trey Adams. I'm not making this up. Yeah, that's that's a memorable moment. And by the way, I'm not going to sit here on an island to be the only one who gets blame for bringing up the Chris Jones conversation. All right. <laughs> Everybody's brought up Chris Jones, you know, fumbling his produce on the track there in Indianapolis.
0: His produce.
3: Yeah, like I'm, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and, and have to wear that entire storyline that's been brought up on this show before. It's not just me. Everybody else brings it. Up who so. else brings FYI, it up on the uh, show?
2: Trey Adams went undrafted in 2020 after mm. making those comments. Did he? Dang. Yeah.
3: <laughs> because he was I honest? I put my thing out.
2: Because he well, was honest. I, I I think he had some uh, injuries, which played a factor, too. Um, Clearly. But, yeah, that didn't help, I don't think. Not strong enough. <laughs> I, I did. The blue two, agreed. Well, he's 6'8", 310 pounds, so he's a big dude. It's just he, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Bluetooth.com. why would
3: he, by the way why would he think that that would be an answer that would go over well in a combine like, like mm. why like you could just give like some canned answer like I don't know wish would have won more games uh you know if I could uh, if I could work a little bit on this or that like yeah. and instead what would, you, he goes, what would you
2: say Jonas I mean you know would you be honest with him like that or not
3: no no absolutely not because uh, I figured they would just look at me and go oh well he doesn't need to say it we get it. Like, you know, like everything, like, you know, it's, it's, it's right there. But when you're six, eight and you drop that on them, you know, that could be a bad look. You know, the optics in that are not great. Mm-hmm. So hmm.
2: the uh, optics are not great. Yeah, huh?
4: Definitely not. Be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. <laughs>
3: on Google Play or the App Store.
4: Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 GAMBLER.
3: So the reports are out that the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid are juicy. Yeah, they're getting in uh, some discussions about a contract (laughs) extension, and the expectation is Andy Reid's going to be the highest paid paid coach in the NFL. And I was looking back over just since 2019, when they won their first Super Bowl, the 2019 season. Kansas City is 75-20 and 20 with three Super Bowls. That's a five-year five stretch.
0: 75-20.
3: So, yeah, I, I would say Andy Reid probably deserves to, to be the highest paid coach in the NFL now seems like this is Are
2: you saying that now because Bill Belichick's not coaching? Well, or now because they want like if Bill Belichick was still in the NFL, would he deserve to be based on what he's done in that span you just gave out?
0: Yes. Back-to-back yeah.
2: Super Bowls.
0: I mean, that's a hell of an argument. I mean, I mean, when's I mean, when's the last time we had back-to-back Super Bowls? New England. Yeah. New early England. 2000s. There you go. Yeah, but uh, I mean, do you need years? anything? I mean, would you would you honestly need anything else? Like one Super Bowl, you got a strong argument because we know how hard that is. Right. But you do back to back Super Bowls, especially what would be considered to be. I mean, wouldn't we have called this a, a, a rebuilding year, a vulnerable year for for the Chiefs? I mean, this wasn't their best, best team that they filled it and they still found a way to win it. Yeah, that has got it, man. I, I wouldn't let him go. I tell you that. I mean, I'm the, not letting him rock and roll.
3: It it's also says something that after last year, there was talk that you know maybe he would walk away, or maybe Travis Kelsey could walk away, and nobody's even talking about that now. Like that's not even a discussion. They look at the opportunity to win three straight. They've got as as good of a shot as anybody with with that roster, and and Andy Reid obviously there. Like I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what, it, like how, like because they don't release any of these details on the contracts, right? For coaches, like there's speculation about what these guys make. But what would you think that we could be looking at, close to twenty million a year for
2: Andy Reid? It makes sense, right? I mean, that, that was largely or, or, or ballpark what Bill Belichick was making. The difference is though, he had the personnel or you know ultimate saying the personnel decisions. maybe Andy Reed has that in Kansas City. You know, maybe it's that sort of relationship we don't know. You'd have to think though, if you're Clark Hunt, twenty million is a bargain to continue the dominance that we've seen from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes together. So I I would think that's still a bargain. If you said twenty five thirty and it gives you a chance of winning three Super Bowls in a row, like I, I don't I I still don't think that's you know, overvaluing him.
3: Yeah, Spagnola got redone. Uh, Brett Veach, uh, I think they're going to work on a deal to get him extended, the GM there. Like, it just seems like every, everybody's good. Like, we are all good here. And then Chris I mean, Jones.
0: It ain't bad. i tell you that. There ain't no all bad to it. Them boys is doing, they, they've done some special stuff there, man. I mean, that's, whew, man. It's the opposite end of the spectrum of what you're generally talking about at this time of the year, right? You're always talking about people who've come up short, didn't get it done as much as they could have, or why this person didn't get hired, or this, that, and the other. I mean, you don't have that problem here. Kansas City is is, is a gold standard at this point.
3: It, it is kind of interesting when you put it that way, because you look at the team they beat in the Super Bowl, the Niners, and you know they're still interviewing people to replace their defensive coordinator <laughs> How got fired. How about And a couple of plays, and the Niners won that game. Like, they win that Super Bowl, and yet here we are a few weeks after the season's over, and one team's talking about giving everybody extensions and doing something never been done in the history of the NFL and the other teams trying to make changes to their coaching staff. Like, it's weird how the final score kind of dictates, uh, you know, what you do following a game like that. So... Uh, so that is the uh, the good news for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Belichick was, as Brady pointed out, the highest paid coach in the NFL for a long time. And there's been some wondering about what is Bill Belichick going to do now that he is not going to be coaching this next season. And according to his son, Steve You're Belichick,
0: no groceries.
3: Um, no, he'll be fine. Uh, he was on the Greenlight podcast with Chris Long and Steve Belichick talked about what the plan could be for his dad.
1: Yeah, I think he's good. He doesn't dwell. unless we lost the game and he needs to get on some guys, but, you know, eventually you got to turn the page, so, honestly, I wasn't too involved in any of that stuff. He did his thing, I did my thing, and and that was kind of that, but he's definitely pursuing some other stuff, whether it's TV or hopefully a regular on the green light, or his hobbies would still be to, uh, let's say, critique football, so, you know, he was excited when I came out here, because he got to evaluate the scheme last year, evaluate the players last year, and I'm sure he'll come out here at some point to do some stuff, but the guy just loves football, so there's definitely that element, obviously in Nantucket, whether it's swimming, paddleboarding, biking, all that type of stuff on the island, he does that stuff. You know, maybe have a couple of cocktails, I don't know.
3: I mean, he sounds just like his dad. Like there's there's I mean, like there's
0: certain
1: dad. I, I mean
0: damn. I be, okay. I mean, this, this is his dad? Uh,
3: yeah, well, I'm just saying that's you know it's, it's kind of jarring. You hear that, you hear that tone, and you go, "Oh my God!" Yeah, there's uh, there's another one there. Um, but I would like to see Belichick. He needs a little bit
0: more of this in there. Yeah, well, just he, he didn't have enough of this in there.
3: You know, put in twenty something years and get your oh, heart broken about a that. couple of times. Yeah, and, he needed a little bit more of this in there.
0: I don't know. We'll see. Okay, he does yeah, TV. There's a little bit more. There's a little bit more of this that needed to be in his voice if he was just going to sound like his dad.
3: If he does TV, do you want to see him at the desk or do you want to see him call games? No, I, at the desk. I want to see him call games.
2: No. why it's would you want to see him call the game?
3: Come on! <clears throat> like, I want to see who's better, him or Brady. I want to see who's a better, who's oh, better. Still at competing. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I think he still gets the FaceTime though if he's behind the desk, and it, and it typically allows him to highlight himself more. Whereas when you call games, it, it can kind of be dependent upon the game. You know, that's the one thing that people kind of tend to forget is when Romo first hit it big and became this sensation, he was the number one crew. So he's getting the best competition and largely like the best matchups and games every week. And so when you get great games and you're calling down the final moments of it, it makes it a little easier than when you have to really prove your broadcasting chops in a blowout, not that you see a ton of those in the NFL anyway, but I think for Bill Belichick, I would love to see him at the desk. I mean, hell, he's already got a Sports Emmy. I mean, think about that—he got one for the NFL All-Time 100 Show.
3: Yeah, I didn't realize that until I was reading it yesterday. That yeah, that one show, and he got he got awarded for it because he was yeah. so good and he did a great job.
2: Yeah, so so, so I, I think that set setting is very similar. To what I hopefully he's going to do, because I think that's where he'd really shine and excel, and it'd be fun for all of us to kind of hear that wisdom, and again, I don't think he could all the teams that passed way. up on him in interviewing for a head coaching job <laughs> all cry. those teams too can, can be able to take in on some of the wisdom instead of uh, what they could have had in their head coach.
0: I mean, whatever he says, he can't be wrong. I mean, who's going to say, uh, yeah, I'm going to push back on you on that bill, Belichick, like I, I disagree with that, like who's going to do that? So, no matter what setting he's in, he could say what he wants to say as long as he's kind of you know who he is when he says it. nobody's going to question what he what he says. I think it's best served in behind the desk in a behind the desk role because it's like, okay, why did they win? why did they lose and and that's that's generally going to be the questions when you're a desk analyst' it's is like okay, this took place today, like you're looking at the highlights like you know. I mean, is there a such thing? I would say, is there a such thing as too much? Like if he's saying, okay, from my perspective, this is why I feel like this happened and stuff like is that. Is there a chance that that could be too much? Is he, uh. is he too IQ high for, for that type of role? That would just be my that would be my only question mark in the scenario is is he relatable to to the listening audience or would it be he's got
3: enough slob in him like you see the way he dressed like he's I mean, the guy's walking around doing the, uh, the drunken walk of shame the next morning in Nantucket like he's one of us.
0: He is a guy. Yeah, I've seen him doing the walk before in person oh yeah oh yeah how that look i was hitting in the pussers i don't know where he was going <laughs> i'm sorry to what but we were both out pussers are you are you saying that right did you, yes did you... <laughs> pussers. Um, okay home of the crash and burn hold oh, on a second one kiss your ass goodbye pussers. one more time pussers
3: <laughs> where's that is that in annapolis it is oh the pussers oh. caribbean grill there you go
2: what up lee all right, Pressure's, so it's right there on Ego a, Alley. There's a Caribbean grill
0: in Annapolis. I didn't realize it was a Caribbean grill. We just went there to, to I
2: just, drink. That's quite the odd spot, I, but I guess it makes sense, all right? Why would it be the odd spot? You <laughs> well, I, say what you I, mean. I don't know. Like, If you told me there's a Caribbean grill closer to like the Caribbean, that would make a little more sense. I mean, you can have Caribbean. You can have Italian spots that aren't close to
0: Italy. You Are you know? saying like Mexican food in Alaska? You, you can have Mexican food foods that aren't next to Mexico. I mean.
2: Yeah, but people would say, I'm not going to say who, but some people <laughs> it, would say not it's authentic. not very good. If it's not authentic if it's
0: not yeah. you know coming from close to. I mean, I'm, I'm a Mexican food snob now. When I go on the East Coast, I'm like, See? oh my gosh. Exactly. This See? is nothing like that. So, aren't the you Mexican kind of making I my point him. right now? <laughs> I, I'm not, but I am. I'm, I'm supportive of you because you're my guy. But it, it, I didn't even know it was a, a, a Caribbean food. I never ate food there. I don't recall. Ever eating food, Man, I'm looking
3: there. at some of their cocktails here. The Orange oh, Crush. They got oh, a fresh squeezed orange Lee. juice.
2: Don't, don't no, do it. No, we're no, no, gonna, we're no. gonna lose what,
3: with Smirnoff orange vodka. What, is, C- what is, is their the rest
0: signature? What is their signature? It's like it was oh, like. Uh, I, I got the it right here, No, it's
3: it's the, it, it's the Pussers painkiller. Painkiller. The painkiller. <laughs> you, you want me to read out the ingredients? All right, we go. A delightful blend of Pussers rum, pineapple juice, orange juice, and cream of coconut served. On the rocks with an orange slice and a cherry, then topped off with a fresh grated nutmeg. <laughs> the number two painkiller is ten bucks, and then we just go up in price from there.
0: And the higher you go, the the more your pain is killed. Is all <laughs> I feel I like there's a saying. lot of
2: juice in there, though. I mean, I, it,
0: it sounds way it sounds simpler and easier the way he read it. All I'm saying is you get a (laughs) painkiller. No juice. I've seen, you know, I actually seen somebody fall in the water while I was there. True story. Because it's right there on the dock. So it's Ego Alley. Ego Alley is like the the place um, where like the the nice little boats come in and they come and they turn around and go back out. Like you kind of like. Show your ego about how nice your boat is and stuff like that, and it's right there. Pussers is right there. It's a hotel too. Damn. And I see. I don't. I think Bill was going in there. I, I don't know. I know I went in, but I think he was going in. But he might have not have been. I don't yeah. know. But so
2: he's I one of time, I was like, I was like get, hey, get coach. Time in there. Good atmosphere.
0: Uh, yeah, no pain. I'll tell you that. Answer the the pain is killed in there. Yeah, Annapolis. I seen a dude walk into the. He walked right smack into the sidewalk. Now you talk about how that one works. I mean, Annapolis is is a uh, interesting town. Super dope, super fun, um, and and you got a bunch of. It, it's a mix. You got younger and and older. You know, people out there getting it in. What did he do? Just uh, trip or just face? No, it in, he walked right on. No, and and it was weird because my memory of it was he just walked right like he kept walking and then he started walking faster and then he walked right towards the sidewalk like he's on the sidewalk. It's not like he was walking on the street. He's walking on the sidewalk and he started walking down towards the sidewalk, not straight ahead. It's the weirdest thing ever. Teeth all on the sidewalk. Like I stopped my car to get out and help him. Um, he walked right into the sidewalk, though. Ran his face right into. So but he that's fell the down of, is what you're saying. No, nah, he didn't fall down. He walked down.
3: He took the stairs.
0: Yeah, he. It, but face first. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing I've ever saw because he was still walking as he was going into the sidewalk. Mm, that's just, what I'm trying to get across to y'all. He didn't Was he doing fall. The limbo? No, he wasn't going backwards. No, he was going forward. <laughs> no, he was going forward. Should've but just... that's what that's what drinks down there do to you, man. And then the Naval Academy's right there on the other side. Like, the Naval Academy's right there.
3: Oh, so they're getting after it.
0: Downtown Annapolis, man, is, is pretty – it's a vibe, I'll oh. tell you that. I mean, hey. A Friday night, Saturday night and then downtown Annapolis. Anyway, that's where I saw Bill Belichick. That's the first time, only time I ever saw him.
3: I mean, who knew Belichick would partake in uh... – painkillers at the caribbean i didn't really.
0: say he did that okay. i did not say i said i did not see if he went in there or not well it's Fair better for the story just... you know it's better for the story no nah, i don't make stuff up really. i'm not gonna make nothing up about it but yeah, I, I did. Have that, fun is, with that. i was going into to pussers i don't know where he was going he might have been following behind to come into pussers i don't I mean, know that would have been the place who's to go not? who's not our type of crowd would be in pussers at that at that time, at that ni- at time of the evening, I've already covered it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Yeah, to a lot, You to There okay. could be a lot Thank of you. walks of shame <laughs> <laughs> connected to the crowd and and pussers. <laughs> on, right, we'll on see that night. That's
3: just what I Oh man, um, <laughs> Sam, how many Belichick drops do you have? You got to have at least a, a dozen, at least. Uh, I think like fifteen. Yeah, a ton
4: more.
3: so Russell Wilson was uh, speaking on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall recently and he talked about his desire to want to you know it, his goal was to stay in Denver like he wants to stay in Denver that's why he committed there uh, and his desire to kind of finish that thing out but he does want to go somewhere where he has an opportunity to be a starter and he's looking to win two more Super Bowls that's his goal to close out his career uh, but he also explains sort of what went down with the injury guarantee fiasco last season according to his side of things.
1: So we beat Green Bay, Kansas City, and I got that call that, hey, we're going to bench you for the next nine games. That way, if I get injured, that they don't have to pay it. I didn't want to set a precedent for players to remove their injury guarantees, too, as well. And so it was it was no way I was going to do that. And so when they said, that hey, we're going to bench you, we're going to bench you, I said, all right, that's what you want to do. So then, you know, my agent talked to the NFLPA. The NFLPA called me to asked, you know, and then. They they talked to the NFL. The NFL was like, this can't, we can't, this is illegal. you can't do this. And so then, you know, all the way throughout Saturday. So I was just like sitting here. I didn't know if I was going to play the following. Week. We had Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills the following week. So I'm like, am I going to play? Am I not? Like, we'll see what happens. So then the whole week, all, way, and I get back on Monday. I still don't know necessarily what's going to happen. And uh, on that on that Monday, that's when I meet with Sean. And Sean's like, hey, don't forget like nothing happened. We just you're gonna play this week against Buffalo. We got a big game against Buffalo. You gotta go win on Monday Night Football. And I'm like, all right. <laughs>
3: and that was that. And uh, that's how the inner workings are behind. <laughs> what was that? Was that Russell Wilson's laugh? What was that? Was I mean, that Brandon Marshall? What it sounded like. Um, so I I know that he has said that he wants to stay in Denver. Obviously that ship has sailed. But it is kind of interesting. I mean, has
0: it all he has to do is is. Uh... You know, do what Sean pate wants, right? Oh, you think he's coming back to, to Denver? Be, that'll do.
3: I mean, I he says he wants so. to, but you know, I mean, his house is already on the market. When you've got you know twelve crap closets to four bedrooms, I mean, that thing's going to be tough to sell. So you better make oh, sure you, crap, you get it crap. on there.
2: The um I mean, he probably wasn't thinking that when he bought it, right? He was probably thinking like, "This will be perfect." You know, if it's the famine here, it's great for entertaining, we have all these bathrooms. You know? I mean that's that's what I would assume he was thinking when he bought it, but hmm. now two years later it's over.
0: Yeah. So, and that's uh, now you now no one's using the crap. I clauses. mean, could that have been foreshadowing? that he would have a crappy time in
2: Denver? I mean, maybe. Great point. Maybe. Maybe Maybe that's what we missed out on. There's so many darn bathrooms. We should have seen this coming.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I
2: I do think he highlights a point that just from being around Russell, like, Russ thinks this way. Like, from a business standpoint, I can promise you, when you hear him say, like, he wasn't going to set that precedent, you don't hear many players say that. And I hear that, and I appreciate that out of him, because... That is the sort of thing that, like, there's players who are at, at a high level that make a big contract or sign a big contract, and then at some point they, they, you know, they they make a poor decision or the agent convinces them into something, and ends up making it a bad deal. And it, it's good that he at least wanted to hold his ground. You know, obviously they got the NFLPA involved because you know, for as far as what they were trying to do, they're trying to essentially go back on the contract that they had previously agreed to. I know it wasn't Sean Payton that agreed to it, but you know, he's the head coach who took that job full well knowing what he was taking on. I mean, are we supposed to act like Sean Payton wasn't aware of the contract stipulations of his quarterback and Russell Wilson upon going in and taking the job in Denver? Like, isn't that part of the business, part of, of the deal? Did. Yeah, of course he knew. So he had to have known. Yes. And that's where, you know, they might have passed this thing up to try to make it, you know, through the first year and now to a point where he can move on if he wants. But I, I just I, – I really – I'm rooting for Russ. I don't know where he'll end up. Um, I, I know he's saying all the right things, but as we're kind of pointing out, you're putting your house on the market, you know, he's – Look, it's one of two things. Either he's saying I'm putting my house on the market. Maybe I'm going to downsize, and I don't need this many bathrooms. You know, that, that could have. If he just came out right. and said that, then I think we'd all be like, you know I mean, what? He he's right. in an office anymore, right? Yeah. So well, mm, but but, but I think I think the greater point of the bathrooms probably you know holds true. Like I just you know we're looking for a home with less bathrooms. Yeah, a lot right. of plumbing issues there. Unless yeah. he wants to buy a plumbing company or do a marketing deal with a plumbing company, that could get interesting. Oh, you great know, call hmm. yeah. Yeah. Instead of Broncos, call Rooter
0: Rooter. That's the name, and away goes trouble down the drain. Rooter Rooter. Yeah, you can call like
3: uh, like Cherry Creek Pipe Cleaners, and they could come through and uh, and and make uh you know make a little bit of money with Russ there if you needed to.
2: But again, I I think the, the general point is he he's he's saying all the right things, doing all the right things, and where he ends up, you know, we'll have to. We'll see. It. it looks like the betting favorite is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. And, and I know LeVar doesn't think he'll fit. I think he'll fit in great. Like, I think he'll be a good player for that locker room and for that team. And I, I think he'll vastly improve what we've seen from them offensively, uh, if that's the direction they end up going. Like, to mm. me, that makes them a big-time time contender in a, in a division that is arguably the toughest in the NFL with all the quarterbacks in the AFC North. I'm sure saying run, run, pass, pass to his teammates and staff on the sideline will go over uh, super well. I think that would, Well, I, I, I think don't think he's going to have to because I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is going to get up 70 points, you know, in, in, in any game, probably ever. right? And, that's,
3: and look, that's I I, I think that was just a phase. And there's been some moments in his career over the past few years that I, I look at and I go, you know, and I'm willing to forgive him, you know, like going through two minute drills before the game against the air with a cast on his hand. And,
0: why you, know, you have a problem with
3: that? I, I'm just I'm saying I'm I'm willing to willing to forgive him,
0: um, even though it seemed like a <laughs> that man much. was full
2: conversation. What do <laughs> I mean? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm willing to... why do we make fun of some guys and how they prepare? Though? Like if, if, if the camera wasn't on him and we never knew that was true, would anyone have an issue with it? <laughs>
3: I told, look, it's the same thing. JJ <laughs> you know? Watt but did it the it same was. thing.
2: J. J. J., I mean, there's plenty of players who do similar <laughs> stuff like that. But <laughs> oh, it just fit
0: Russ. That way, though, it, it fit him in the way of, of you know, making fun. Correct?
3: I would just, I would ask him stay as far away from TikTok as you possibly can. Like that, that st- Like some of that stuff was unforgivable. Like the
2: uh, we well, care the, a lot. The hard, here, here's the hard part about all social media stuff: is you get a lot of people who live in that world, and they will tell you that you have to stay up with the trends. You have to stay up because this is the younger, you know, audience. This is who you're, you're really trying to connect with and trying to bring on. And they, and they will try to push you to do all of that stuff and be a part of it, even if it's not genuine to you, because it, it is uh, able to connect with a younger demographic or audience as you're trying to grow your brand. And that's that's where like I just have a hard time connecting with any of that. Yeah. But he's married to someone who is. That's
0: the thing. So I get it. I don't. I don't, I don't have an issue with Russ. I'm just. Giving funny takes, if you ask me, because he's an easy target. That's that's kind of all it is. The, for th- me.
3: This is why I'm rooting for him, though, because I feel like he got a beating for a year, the first year in Denver, and I look at it and I go, two years before that, we're talking about this guy being a Hall of Famer, and now all the luster has been taken off. And I just, I want, I hope, look, winning two more Super Bowls—that's a great goal. We'll see whether or not that happens, if especially, you know, in a league that's run by Patrick Mahomes right now. But I hope he finishes his career off and it looks a lot closer to what it looked like in Seattle at his peak than whatever the hell this was in Denver, because the Denver experiment is looking like one of the worst Pairings and worst deals that we've seen ever made, and like he even pointed out, the
2: Nathaniel Hackett Russell Wilson one—that was what that was,
3: yeah, yeah, like that. Just the whole his whole time in Denver, like it's one of like we were talking about Denver, and you know there was odds about all four teams from the division making the playoffs. Denver, you know, being a legitimate Super Bowl contender in the AFC, and then it just it, it opened up that first game against Seattle on Monday Night Football, and it got worse every week after that. And so now he finds himself, you know, looking around, trying to sell 12.
0: With the shiny suit on, man, yep. you know, just with the bow tie. Like, that's, you know, I don't know just easy target. Yeah. Then there was the subway deal with the danger, you know. Danger. You know, the dangerage.
2: Or what is it? What danger was it called? Witch. The
0: danger yeah, the witch. the danger witch. I
2: mean, it, it, is, some, it is it is pretty just... incredible if you look at his career up to this point. He's got a Super Bowl, been to two. He's a nine-time Pro Bowler. Yeah. I mean, he's been in the top four of Offensive Player of the Year four separate times and a second-team All-Pro. Hmm. And it's just, to your point, Jonas, it's crazy how the narrative has changed just because of how the two years in Denver have looked. And it wasn't even like this past year was as bad as everyone made it out to be. In 15 games of starting, right? Comparatively speaking, like looking at his his stats you know compared to some of the others out there, and especially that some of the teams they beat along the way and and mind you again, this is a defense that was awful in Denver, awful, I mean, it got better as the year went on, but seventy points in one game
3: could you imagine if Vic Fangio had Russell Wilson as his quarterback? Like if he would have had, because the defense was much better under Vic Fangio and they were in games, but it was always the issue of quarterback. And I just, it just, the pairing, like we talked about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, like, you know, Andy Reid was fired in Philadelphia, paired him up with Alex Smith, then Patrick Mahomes, now we're talking about one of the greatest ever and just that one bad pairing with Nathaniel Hackett, and now the, the jury is out on his career as to whether or not he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So I hope he finishes off well. And if it's in Pittsburgh, I think they're going to they're gonna open up their arms, and there's going to be a lot of people on Carson Street that are going to say, You know what, Russ? Borrow our craft closet. You need 11 more to, to equal out to what you had in Denver? Do yeah. what you got here. Welcome to the Berg. No hate or shade
0: here. Russ need to send that picture out. I just sent y'all to all the teams. What? If I send y'all this picture, just know it's
2: going to take all 'all. (laughs) y'all. I keep hearing that Dr. Dre uh, song. It starts going off a little beat:
0: Ding, 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 ding.
2: (laughs) Who is that? Oh, is that Cam? It's Cam.
0: Oh, yeah. I was
2: wondering why. Uh, what he? Had I, I thought for a second, head. like, I was like, no, no, Cam wants all the heat,
0: man. <laughs> he wants all the heat. Oh, man. Just um, know if I send y'all a picture of Cam,
2: it's going to take all y'all. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh.